Hi everybody, this is Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak. And joining us today, we have Pelin Wood Thorogood, who is with Radical Science. And I've actually had the pleasure of knowing Pelin uh, on and off for well, about 15 years now. And uh, great to see you join the industry, Pelin. Hi, thank you, it's Richard. It's great to be invited to your show. It's definitely a pleasure. Yeah, so you know, you know, for the listeners' background, you've you've joined, you know, the medical cannabis. Actually, it's more the wellness space in many ways around natural products coming out of technology and marketing before. How, how did you come to the space? Great question. I do get this question quite a bit, saying, "How did you end up here?" And it's uh, it's actually, especially with radical science, it's a true convergence. But Basically, as you know, uh, my background has been in big data and analytics, basically been a, a tech person, a tech CEO, tech CMO uh, at public and private companies for you know nearly two decades. But about six years ago, um, we had a pretty major family health crisis um, that thankfully all ended well. But um, what really helped instead of the use of opioids for pain medication due to the variety of surgeries was actually trying out CBD and cannabis. And it was not something I was familiar with at the time. We're talking six years ago. CBD was not the same in a household name that it is today. And um, I saw some incredible benefits. And uh, given, given the data person that I am, I was very curious about what it is, how it works for different people, and realized there was very little data on it, on its therapeutic benefits. So at the time, uh, this is well before- It's funny I, because that's much of how I got in as well, being a data <laughs> nut. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's the best way to get in, right? Because it touches you personally. Yes. So um, that's at the time, well before radical science, um, a really good friend of mine and an amazing philanthropist, um, Andy Norda, um, he and I started Holistic Research and Education Foundation, Holistic with a W, um, and our website is holistic.org. It's a 501c3, it's a nonprofit, was dedicated to funding cannabis research to really get to the bottom of how it works, why it works, and how it works for different people differently. Given my background and all the precision marketing stuff, uh, to me, it was like, well, if we have data, we should be able to get the precision medicine somehow. So mm -hmm. that's how I got in. And we funded millions of dollars of research across some of the top universities in the country, including right here in San Diego with UC San Diego, an incredible multidisciplinary autism research to understand CBD's efficacy for autism and other neurodevelopmental diseases. And that's how I end up getting on and basically bringing my data thinking into what I would call venture philanthropy to be able to drive change in an industry where I saw a lot of potential, but not enough data. So, um, Pauline, you know, with regards to, you know, obviously the data is key uh, for all of it, but your research right now, is it focused purely on CBD or is it also going to take a look at a lot of the other cannabinoids that are uh, really being found to be in, you know, people talk about the entourage effect and everything else, but really it is the combinations, which in many uh, conditions is incredibly useful for treatment. You are 100% correct. And with radical science that um, Dr. Jeff Chen and I co-founded it about a year and a half ago, um, uh, our focus is on uh, natural health products in general, so not even just cannabinoids. We are absolutely starting with cannabinoids. CBD was where we first started, and you know much of what has been written about us, including some of our press releases. You know, we've conducted the largest randomized control trial on CBD on uh, specific conditions, um, you know, with 3,000 people, et cetera, has been on CBD. But we've already started working on minor cannabinoids. Uh, we have a CBN study kicking off. We have a, a THCV study kicking off, all of them this quarter. So we're doing uh, blinded, you know, placebo-controlled, randomized controlled trials virtually 
direct-to-consumer, which enables us to go very large, which is the whole data place, right? So we get to have heterogeneous populations having these randomized control trials to understand how these different products and different formulations may work and how they may work for different people, whether it's demographic or behavioral differences. So that's really at the premise of radical science, which is a B Corp that, like I said, we started about a year and a half ago with Dr. Jeff Chen. Right. And, you know, this is one of the biggest issues for the industry globally um, is something you're tackling um, along the way. And it's, it's incredibly valuable service to, you know, both to the patients and, you know, sufferers who are needing help dealing with certain conditions, but also to physicians because, you know, physicians around the world typically, you know, they, they look to guidance as to what to prescribe or what to recommend how to use it and have to understand what are the benefits, what's tangible. And one of the, the huge you know, deficiencies in every, every market around the world is the lack of really good information for medical practitioners in all areas of this, you know, not just the cannabis industry, but all areas of medical practice who could benefit from um, using cannabis and treatment of patient conditions they don't have access to the information. They don't have it from reputable sources. It's um, very much anecdotal and they need data, which goes back to you, you know, well, you know, our backgrounds, but they need something sub substantial to work off of to really understand use case and potential outcomes. How are you going to, how are you looking at the medical community to help them? Uh, thank you. So first of all, you're so right again. It's uh, that's a, that's one of our uh, as a B Corp, we have many stakeholders and many people we're trying to support. We're trying to help the consumers make better decisions. We're trying to help doctors and medical professionals make better recommendations and prescriptions. And we're also trying to help the industry create better products. So that's really we have many, many goals. And the way we go about it is um, really ensuring rigor in our clinical trials and rigor comes from many places first of all it comes from having very solid protocols that we develop in collaboration with some mass amazing experts uh, um, who are very happy to partner with us and these are people from ucla uc san diego you dub uh, johns hopkins you know uh, people like dr ethan russo like so people who are experts in the field who really have been trying to get to the same place and now we're collaborating because we found that together we can actually actually create the right protocols and then be able to deploy them quickly and at scale. So the mission behind radical science is not only to collect this data, but do this at a very low cost so that we remove the friction points, remove the barriers to entry so that any company can actually put their existing products or new product ideas into these randomized controlled trials. And we also want to do them quickly instead of several years that it often takes in, uh, you know, in the traditional world, so that we can get the information back to the people, back to the manufacturers, back to the brands and people who are taking them and back to the healthcare professionals. So it's about making sure we have rigorous trials that are designed properly, that we actually do placebo control, blinded trials. We have randomization to ensure the many arms, you know, are actually providing the right type of data. So when we analyze it, we're comparing apples and apples. And then we do this at scale with heterogeneous populations so that we know the data we're collecting is representative of the population. So our analysis will be meaningful to everyone who is actually potentially taking these products. So we're really trying to address a lot of these points. Right. And, you know, for clarity, I think you're dealing with, obviously, you're dealing with CBD, THC, a lot of the other cannabinoids, 
but you're also dealing with uh, functional mushrooms as well, aren't you? And what we else? Will. We have so uh, it's it's been it's, as a you know new company. We it focuses on important things. So we <laughs> wanted to start in an area where both um, Jeff, who was of course the for, uh, the founder and the former direct executive director of the UCLA Cannabis Research Initiative, together we wanted to start with cannabis, an area where we know tens of millions of Americans are using it with not enough data. So we said let's put in this rigor, this type of data collection into the cannabis industry and make a difference there. So that's been our focus. And we're gonna be moving into uh, functional mushrooms in the second half of this year. So the focus is absolutely really going after many of the products that every consumer may be touching, whether it's functional mushrooms or microbiome interventions and things like that. But we're going to do it at one category at a time to ensure that we're providing sufficient value at each category prior to actually taking on additional categories. Right. No, that's fantastic. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's really great to see the rigor being brought to the market. I'd love to chat a bit more about that um, because there's a lot of underlying questions relating to that in terms of application that you know is going to be raised along the way. But we have to take a short break. Um, but we're going to be back in a moment with Pauline Wood Thorogood from Radical Science. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. And we're back on the Green Peak with Pauline Wood Thorogood. Pauline, um, you know, just before the break, we're talking about some of the rigor in the clinical trials. And, you know, as I've traveled around the world, and, you know, I've worked with companies and helped and assisted with companies on, you know, well, five continents by now. And their standards are all over the map. And if I look at, you know, around the world, a lot of the world outside of the US is standardizing to the UGMP standards. Um, which is very rigorous, you know, in many ways it uh, beats FDA standards um, on a consistent basis for how things are being applied. But when I look within the U.S., you know, people talk about medical and they talk about adult use or recreational, but in comparison to the rest of the world, medical doesn't even, you know, doesn't even come up to anywhere close to the same standard as what would be featured in wellness in many cases, because it just doesn't have that rigor around it you're talking about. And as you're applying the clinical trials, one of the challenges is, of course, the source materials that you're working with, because you've got a pharmaceutical process, but you've got inputs that are, are not always consistent. If you're working with you know, a isolate, you're going to have the consistency, but every stage before is going to have the variety of the variation based on the the varietals you're working with or the blend of the compounds. How are you addressing that? Because it's going to be key to the output for giving guidance afterwards, because you can't just say cannabis, it's actually going to be, you know, when I get a topical, which I use, let's say on, I've, uh, I've had nine knee surgeries, I've got, you know, a fair bit of damage. I get a topical that's 325 THC, 275 CBD as the primary blends with a little bit of CBG added in there, um, which gives me the most relief for when I go skiing and for anti-inflammatory. How are you going to, you know, but that I've learned about, but you can't buy a strain like that. How are you approaching it for your aspect of the market for helping guide um, people through products, but also for practitioners? Uh 
there's a lot to unpack there so yes no there's a lot to unpack there for sure and all very valid so there is no point in doing a a rigorous clinical trial on a product that is not reproducible so that is fact so therefore everything you talked about is super important because it it regardless of how good our clinical trial is if that same product cannot be purchased again what was the point of that data what was the value of that data so it's very important for us that we work with manufacturers a that we can look at their purity and potency. So that's a very important place to start. We wanna make sure it is what it says it is. And we of course look at COAs or certificates of analysis, but we also do our own random testing from our own uh, lab that we have a partnership with so that every product we work with for all our clinical trials, which is dozens at this point, have all been through the same lab with the same you know, equipment, et cetera. So it's you know- It's a great that, Russian proverb, trust but verify, right? We have to do that. Trust verify, absolutely. So you got the potency and the purity because as we also know, and I know like even uh, both uh, you know, random studies as well as some of the uh, FDA's own analysis showed that a bunch of the products out there were not what they seemed, including having heavy metals or other contaminants in them. So it's very important for us to make sure these products have the right cannabinoid constituents that they claim they do and that they don't have anything else in it that we don't want them to have. So we look at that first. Second, we look at their CGMP practices, basically good manufacturing. Are they practicing good manufacturing to ensure that batch to batch consistency? So that not only are they clean and pure this time, are they gonna be the same every time? So those are a requirement before they can even get into our clinical trial so that when we're testing it, we know that this is a product, we can verify that not only is it this time it produced these results, whatever they may be, that it's very likely it's going to have that consistency. So in a way, uh, because people do want to participate in our trials, they also have to make sure they have to look at their own housekeeping from a CGMP purity potency perspective, because otherwise we will not admit them into our clinical trials. So how many firms do you find are up to date as far as CGMP? Because of course there's, you know, GMP is good manufacturing practices. The EU GMP is the European standard, which is, you know, much tighter. CGMP is one that tends to, you know, it's consistently evolving. It is, you know, it, it's constantly adapting to new uh, aspects in the marketplace. You use a lot of technology as part of it. But how, how many of the firms are you finding are bringing you product that is even GMP ready? So far, so good. We've definitely had um, a couple that did not meet the standards and we've let them know and they had to go back and look at their uh, you know, processes, which we believe that that alone was helpful because yes. we basically realized that uh, because they're all good intentioned people, nobody's not you know making it right on purpose, but they may not be aware of it due to whatever. So it's really nice to be able to have that conversation and say, hey, we'd be would love to work with you, but first pass these elements. Elements, uh, before you can even get into the study. But over 90% of people who've approached us, and so far, I mean, given Radical Science's name has been really going around like wildfire between what Jeff and I had been doing prior, I think, you know, we're so grateful that we're so much trust in our intentions. A lot of people are coming our way. So it's possible, and I, I'm gonna use a data term, that there's a selection bias here because the people coming to us are indeed the ones that are better and cleaner. So there could that's a possibility, but the good news is the people we're working with um, have been, we're fortunate that their products have been clean, a batch had batch to batch consistency, and uh, and the study results, of course, we provide to them, and um, you know we may share averages in general, but everybody's data is their own, uh, you know, per privacy. 
Yeah, no, and you know, I mean, keeping current, which, well, CGMP, current GMP, but keeping current is is incredibly important through all of that. Um, and you know what what you're speaking to, the fact that people are listening is huge because I don't know how many firms have come across where you know they're looked at as being cutting edge, but I'm I'm scared what's going to happen to these firms when legal, federal legalization happens because they're not prepared from a compliance perspective for what the real standards are going to be. And uh, you know, pharma standards are are elevated and they're going to be applied through the industry. So you know, as an input for you, but an output that is incredibly important. So it's great to have more voices speaking about that, the need for it, and helping companies get there because. The worst thing would be that uh, you know legalization happens and we have a paucity of products available in the market because people can't meet the standards all of a sudden. Uh, no, absolutely, and I think one of the, so one of our goals has been to make sure that our studies are inexpensive enough where anyone can enter. So it's not just the largest players who have uh -huh. the money for research because that way we can actually showcase even new entrants with the right products, with the right intentions can actually be real players because they have clean products that uh -huh. actually appear to work because of whatever interesting formulation or uh, nanotechnology or whatever it is they may be using. And of course, that's all their own claims they put there. But we want to make sure that there's no barrier to entry for people getting data on their products because that has been one of the problems with pharmaceutical research mm -hmm. and its barriers. It's so it's it's great. It's wonderful, but it's so expensive. I mean, I know because I funded it yeah. and it's incredibly <laughs> slow because it takes multiple years with all the approvals. So uh, how can we actually get, you know, 80 percent away there, but in like less than 10 percent of the time and cost so that we can actually, you know, we're not trying to create uh, th these products are being sold over the counter today with no data. How about we actually get the data about them, show the Puritan potency, and all of a sudden really improve the transparency about what they are, how they work uh, very, very quickly so people make better decisions so that healthcare providers make better decisions. That's really our goal. We're well, exactly. Because it's a brand new product to market that is a new compound that has to go through farm and years of uh, you know, safety data because these products are being used, but we don't have the data on their purity potency or their efficacy. And that's right. You know, there's these products have been used for centuries and millennia. Um, you know, despite the prohibition for the last you know the seventy years that exist or thereabouts, but and we lost a lot of information during that period about how to use it. But it's not you know a proof point in terms of does it work. It's really more. I think you know what we're all trying to do is get the right solution to the right sufferer at the right time and it's the right combinations. And at the same time, it's really all about at the, at, to do that. It's an educational process because we're in, you know, we're all in the, uh, you know, we all believe, right? We're, we're preaching to ourselves in terms of this product works, but we're trying to explain to people who question why it works or how it works. And it's that real world evidence that, you're compiling and working with uh, products for that bridges that gap. And, you know, in a moment when we're going to have to take another break, but when we come back, I'd love to take a look at, you know, I know you do a couple of different study lengths with regards to getting it and giving the results. And, you know, how do people then use that the information package you give them to educate 
further from there. So we'll be back in a moment with uh, Plainwood Thurgood from Radical Science, and I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. And we're back on The Green Peak with Plainwood Thurgood. And Plain, you know, just before the break, as we were going through the different aspects, one, one area that came up to mind is, you know, I mean, a lot of people who've operated in this industry when it was gray market, black market, for them, the word pharma is anathema. Um, you know, they have an allergic reaction to it. But the reality is a lot of what pharma does in terms of how it operates and what it brings out is best practices that's going to help them help their patients faster in terms of that, you know, the rigor, the standards, having, you know, not just a standardized plant, but having standardized products that come out to help treat people. As you're working with people in the industry and you're looking at both existing products and new products and building, you know, the evidence for how it works and what it works for, how long does that take? What what does the um, company take away from it or get to hand out or deliver out to help educate the market further? And how does it affect speed to market? Um, again, a lot, lot to unpack. Let's start at the very top, which is uh, how the clinical trials work and how they may be comparable to pharma in some ways and how they augment uh, from pharma given uh, the different needs of this market. Um, our clinical trials, our randomized control trials, RCTs, um, are virtual, they're direct to consumer, and they have been focusing on the primary conditions that the tens of millions of Americans have indicated that they use cannabinoids for, chronic pain, um, issues around sleep disturbance, not being able to go to sleep or waking up, um, feelings of anxiety, feelings of well-being, mood. So those are the primary conditions we have focused on because that's literally what people have indicated this is what they use cannabinoids for. Yet they haven't known how much to use, which combination of cannabinoids to use, when to use them. So that has been our focus. And we use what's called a patient reported outcome uh, validated measure. So these are measures designed by the NIH or WHO. Um, so they are, you know, standards that would be used in pharma for similar conditions. So these are the our protocols incorporated combinations of these validated indices so they have the rigor they have the right questions so that our data can be com compared we um, recruit thousands of people into our studies to ensure that we have those heterogeneous populations there are people that look like you that look like me that look like our parents that look like our you know uh, our neighbors it's about the, the diversity in everything from gender to ethnicity to also behavioral conditions and even pre-existing conditions we want to be inclusive so that we have this information we also collect a lot of data on what other products people use so that we can understand how they may, how cannabinoids may be helping uh, maybe certain pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, either increase their efficacy or perhaps reduce their uh, side effects or perhaps not. So again, it's about data collection without the bias. And these studies take about uh, four weeks start to finish and people provide us data at the intake as well as daily information until the very end. and. Uh, most of the time, we see the biggest changes within the first week or two, but people seem to be experiencing changes throughout. And the length of the trials have also been defined by are the experts who have helped us with the protocols, indicating the length of these trials are sufficient for the types of conditions we're studying. 
So there was a lot there. I can keep going, but I'll give you a break to see if that was sufficient. <laughs> no, no, there, there is a lot there, but it is really, it is great because, you know, it's, if you're helping um, assess um, the effects on the well-being, on the pain and the anxiety, it's, it, it is holistic, which funny enough goes back to your prior, your prior entity as well, in terms of the approach, which then can be used by, you know, Yes, it can be used by physicians for education, but it can be provide, helped by um, uh, people, anybody in the wellness space who is looking at, you know, the human body from a holistic perspective, but also looking at particular conditions. Absolutely. And so with minors, especially TACV uh, included, we're also going to be looking at enhancement of human condition. So it's not just about ailments as it improve your pain or sleep. Well, is it helping your focus? Is it helping your creativity? Is it helping, you know, with, uh, you know, suppression of your, uh, you know, hunger, etc. We're looking at many conditions and understanding what dosages may work as well as if it works differently for you versus me, you know? So that's a really important piece. We're doing all this. And uh, not only are we collecting this massive amounts of data relatively quickly, you know, over the course of literally weeks, not years, and analyzing and providing some really interesting uh, results back to our um, brand partners, uh, leveraging data science and really machine learning and things like that because of the size of the data. We also provide personalized health journeys back to every participant. That's actually, instead of giving them like a $50 Amazon gift card, they actually get free product that they may have wanted to try. And most importantly, they get to see if this worked for them and how they compare to other people in the study so that they're being empowered by data themselves to make better decisions for their own health. And the reports are things they can share with their healthcare providers so that they can start a conversation with them about what they learned, about what they took and whether they should continue so that they actually have more information to share versus, I think this worked, I'm not sure. You know, They actually have a solid data report in their hands to be able to talk. So we believe those are points of empowerment. And, uh, and the process is relatively quick, literally within months from uh, starting of a trial, we're able to give brands back data and participants back really important information about their own health. No, that's fantastic. And Pauline, I mean, there's a lot more for, you know, anybody who's interested to learn about. Radical is spelled differently than people would originally expect. But um, for people who want to learn more about radical science, you know, how to how to participate, how to get a product through it, how to learn from the insights. Uh, where should they go? And, you know, for additional information, who or how should they contact you? Well, they should definitely come to RadicalScience.com. And radical is indeed spelled differently, even though it's an actual word. Uh, radical is spelled R-A-D-I-C-L-E. And that means plant root. And mm -hmm. given we're dealing with a lot of plants uh, and we're doing it in a radical and, you know, uh, you know, uh, audacious, bold way, we thought it was a fun play in words. So we're actually doing plant medicine, plant science, but we're doing it in an audacious way and hence the name Radical Science. So RadicalScience.com and participants, they can join our studies for free and not only for free, but they also get free product and get a free health report because, again, uh, really important to highlight that we're a public benefit corporation. We're a B Corp. So we have the goal of really empowering consumers with their own health data so we can all make better decisions for our own health. Fantastic. So, you know, for anybody, who, again, for anybody who wants to learn more, go to Radical Science, R-A-D-I-C-L-E, science.com, all one word. And, uh, you know, learn more and 
ideally get your product tested to develop more and more benefits for patients who are sufferers of conditions around the world. Pilene, thanks for joining us. This has been really informative and interesting. And uh, thanks to everybody for <clears throat> thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Richard Zwicky on the Green Peak. Thank you so much, Richard. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.